Welcome to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. So today I'm very proud to present an interview I had with All That Jazz. Uh, we met through, I believe, the Streamer Bowl hosted by Sergeant Fidget. And of course, prior to that, I was friends with the Corcade, who is um, Jazz is a part of Corcade's uh, team for Streamer Bowl. Uh, so we got to talking and I was like, hey, I want to interview people who participated in Streamer Bowl. Jazz volunteered and I'm hoping to get more people soon. Sadly, my foot injury caused uh, about a six week delay. And of course, me moving as well delayed this whole process but here we are we had a really fun talk we talked about uh what it means to come out and raising money for charity jazz has done some wonderful work for the trevor project as well as saint jude children's hospital through uh sergeant fidget's streamer bowl and we just talked about content creation and it's, it's very therapeutic i think if you're a content creator there's a lot for t for you to enjoy here a lot of re relatable conversation coming up uh, so please enjoy my interview with all that jazz All right, and as promised, I'm here with All That Jazz. Her pronouns are she, her. She's a Dead by Daylight content creator, has been streaming since September 2021, um, is a Zarina in Yui main, formerly played a lot of Huntress, but is now dipping her toes into Blight. <laughs> Jazz, <laughs> how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you today, Crow? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Full disclaimer, people, we, we did record this once, but some technical <laughs> glitch happened where um, the the recording was unusable. So we it's get to good. do it again. Yeah, yeah, now we have like so many more things to talk about. So I'm super excited and I'm more than happy to do it again. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, of course, Pride Month just ended. And I know for Pride Month, you're raising money for the Trevor Project. I, I have here. Yeah. You, you, raised over three thousand dollars how, how did that feel yeah that felt that felt great so i um last last june was my first um pride month that i was streaming and um i wanted to raise money for the trevor project because i'd always known about that organization and all the good that they do um and so i decided to raise money i think my goal last year was like 1500 over the course of a month uh and we reached that goal too i don't remember exactly how much we raised but mm -hmm. i thought you know around may i was like pride month is coming up again i want to do something i want to raise more money for the trevor project um but i want to go like i want to go even bigger and just being a part of the Shimmer Bowl, which we will, I'm sure we'll talk about oh, yeah, during this yeah, episode yeah. too. Just mm -hmm. being part of the Shimmer Bowl, I saw all the good that Fidget did and how many different creators he got to kind of raise an insane amount of money for St. Jude. Um, and I was kind of inspired, not necessarily in the sense where I wanted it to be like a tournament, but I kind of like the whole getting a bunch of creators, like making this more than just what I can do. I want to see what we can do as a community. And oh, so yeah. it kind of inspired me to reach out um, to a bunch of different uh other streamers mm -hmm. um i think i put like a google form on twitter and had a whole, like almost 25 people sign up oh wicked. So I, yeah so i ended up uh planning like a whole month's worth of co-streams i think there was like a few streams where i like kind of did them on my own because we either didn't have enough people or people weren't available that day right. but it kind of worked out because then i was still able to you know have those like intimate streams with my own community but yeah. um almost like every single day that i streamed in june um 
I was co-streaming with at least two other streamers and um, they had the link up, they had the overlay up. And so everyone from like all of our communities had the opportunity to raise money through this one Tiltify link. And it was insane. We raised, I think our initial goal was $2,000 and we hit that a week before Pride Month even ended. And then by oh, the wow. time it did end on Friday, we raised over $3,000 and I was absolutely blown away. I was so, so ecstatic. It was oh, awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, do you have any fun clips of the moment it happened or anything like that or any key moments during that campaign? So I don't know if it, if anyone had clipped it, but I remember the minute, like the moment we hit 3000, I think it was our last game. Um, Cause I was like, Oh, this is gonna be my last game of survivor. I'm going to go swap to a couple games of blight before I end. Um, and at that point it was that stream. It was weasel cake, crispy mo and vicky valiant that were in the swift but weasel had left because she had things to do like the next day so it was okay. just me crispy vicky and i in the swifts and um i had like just got a flashbang save on vicky who's like the flashbang queen everyone yeah, knows yeah. she's the flashbang <laughs> queen and yep. like right as we hit it we were so excited to the point where we weren't really paying attention to the game anymore because it was an end game we were just about to be out the exits and i think vicky got um dashed by a wesker into the <laughs> into the end of the gate and she ended up getting sacrificed because we were just so focused on oh. the fact that we could raise like three thousand dollars um and we were like we don't even care we're like wesker we're having a moment here like just let us live it was so funny but um it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun um that's great i'm super proud of every single streamer that reached out to me and wanted to be a part of it in any way shape or form um i know there are a lot of people who weren't able to do it um but just them wanting to do it means a lot and i'm I plan on doing it again next year and we're going to go even bigger. I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be a part of that next year. Oh, yeah, That'd be sure. super fun. For sure. Yeah. Good for you. I saw, you. I was seeing your tweets and I, I tuned into a couple streams, Yeah. Uh, but I've been like, so because of my injury, I've just been oh, yeah. like a I total hermit understand. all month. No, I, you're I've just good. been lurking people's streams. So you're totally good. You know, health yeah. comes first. Health comes first. Always. It always, always comes first. That's but, what yeah. I always, uh, yeah, that's what I always tell people. So yeah. there's definitely I, a spot for you next year don't you worry Crow. thank you yeah for sure now i i just want to change well we'll stay kind of on topic a little okay. bit uh you you recently came out right yes i did i recently did come out as bisexual and it was my first pride month this past june mm -hmm. um this is something like that's kind of been on my mind for a bit i can't i can tell you how long obviously because like you know you kind of just feel you're yeah you know you're self-changing and you're just you don't really like you can't really put a pin on when it happened, but yeah. Um, I honestly didn't think I planned on coming out like this this June. Um, right. maybe I don't know if I'd planned on it. Like, I, well, I didn't really plan on it either because not everyone in my life knows. And um, I've watched and like heard a bunch of different stories in the past, and I've mm -hmm. come to learn um over the years that you know you don't really owe anyone a coming out story you could just be who you are yeah you could just be unlabeled and so for a while i was kind of struggling um i guess for lack of a better word kind of with my identity and i was like am i just i don't know like i feel like i'm not straight but like i don't know if i'm bisexual i don't know if i'm pan i'm not mm -hmm. lesbian because i have a boyfriend so i was like okay oh, I know. Yeah. at least i know that much right and like i yeah. love him very much and we were in a very good happy relationship for we're going on our fifth year now so i was oh, like i know congrats. i know thank you so much <laughs> so i was like i know i'm not lesbian so that i was like hey mm -hmm. at least i know that um so I kind of like in my mind, I was kind of unlabeled for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, as funny as it is, I don't know if you've ever heard of the show Heartstopper, but I watched that last year and it helped oh, no. me a lot because um, it was it was really a really good show on Netflix about people who um, like these two 
uh, boys in high school who are like learning more about their sexual identity and, you know, kind of how they identify themselves. Um, And for a long time, a lot of the actors that were a part of it kind of um, pushed out this idea of being unlabeled, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a really interesting perspective on it because I never really thought of that. You know, like everyone always puts out these labels and everyone always expects you to be either straight bi pan gay lesbian Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's not that simple and sometimes you know oh totally you know what i mean like sometimes you really are unlabeled and so that kind of helped me learn a little bit more but obviously i didn't really quite have the the label yet and i was okay with that for a little Mm -hmm. bit um and then i recently come to find out like you know if i had to pick a label it would be bisexual but who knows like that will change like i don't really think that labels are that big of a deal i think they're Mm -hmm. great you know to help with um they're great for what they're great for but then they're also instances where they're not necessarily great because sometimes people don't fit into these labels and then they feel like they don't fit anywhere you know and that's not really fair to them so um that was really awesome and i got i guess i just felt compelled to come out um this this june just because i knew like the community i had would be insanely supportive and i just felt i feel so comfortable in my streaming space i don't necessarily say i feel that way and my in real life space in a lot of yeah. spaces, but mm-hmm. it's really cool because one of my coworkers who's become a really good friend of mine has actually been watching a lot of my streams lately and she's been seeing me be honest about these things and she's been so receptive and so like Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, she's been so expressive with how proud of like how proud mm-hmm. of me she is about raising all this money and like being yeah. who I am and she's awesome. Big shout out to Sydney if she ever if she ever <laughs> <laughs> listens to this. But um yeah, she's been awesome. And it kind of makes me think like, oh, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so hard to come out in my in real life. But also at the mm-hmm. same time, I don't owe it to anyone if I don't want to. So it's yeah, been a really exactly. nice full circle journey that I didn't yeah. really expect to have. Um, but also you never expect these things to happen. You know, they just do. And then you just embrace them. And it's awesome. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you have a good support system around you because that's so, you. so important. And that's yeah. something that I've, I've spoken with uh, fellow queer content creators here on this podcast and through DMs and stuff, just talking about like, you know, how important it is to have a good support system around you, people you know that will, you know, just be there for you and, um, because you just it's it's a leap of faith right because oh, you yeah. don't you don't know how people are going to respond you don't oh, know yeah. who's going to say oh well i'm out of here like people right. are you know we right. live in a world where not everybody is accepting but thank goodness that you know we do live in a world where we can comfortably uh, express our emotions yeah. and our feelings and just be who we want to be. And, yeah. uh, thankfully you're in a space where you can be yourself and, uh, not feel that judgment from people, which is, which is a good thing. Oh yeah, for sure. I am like super, super grateful for my community and in all of my support system in every ways. Like, I mean, I think that the person I was most scared to come out to was obviously my boyfriend. Cause like, as I, like, yeah. what if he, you know, is like, okay, I'm out after like all these years. Oh yeah. Obviously, like knowing him, I knew he wouldn't, but it's still mm-hmm. a very real fear. And so, like, I, I like 
kind of like posed the question to him a little like you know oh yeah a little bit like over the years and he was just like mm -hmm. okay then that's who you are and i was like all right this is great so <laughs> i was like this is awesome so great. to have that at home and then to have that online is super super important to me because mm -hmm. i think that um and it's, an, it's important to every streamer. I think being able to be who you are in your own space, especially in your own stream, like I feel like that's where we see very real instances of how people are. Um, yeah. Especially when gaming and like just like being online. Um, and I think the DVD community does a really good job at making sure people feel comfortable um, however they identify in the queer community. And I think that's one of my favorite things about this community. It's fantastic. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, you're telling me your story about your boyfriend. I had like similar situation with my wife because, mm -hmm. you know, we're both in, you know, quote unquote, straight presenting relationships. Right. But that, that doesn't diminish uh, who we are as bisexual people. Right. Um, but yeah, when I when I had that conversation with my wife, um, I was just like, you know, it doesn't doesn't change what we have here exactly. doesn't make me love you any less or anymore. It's just more of a, an awareness thing for me. And, yeah. you know, the, the funny thing is, like, previous to me coming out to her, I was like, we always had conversations about, you know, how hot we think Jake Gyllenhaal is <laughs> or like <laughs> Chris Hemsworth and right, his right. huge muscles and, you know, just David Harbour from Stranger Things, like, oh, being yeah. like, oh my God, I love his shoulders and right. you know, stuff like that. Like, right. So I, I think having that prior to coming out really helped. So, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I agree. Cause then it's not like you're, it's almost like, you know, not that like coming out is like a, you know, a bomb to be dropped, but like, you're not caught mm -hmm. catching them off guard, you know, they're, they're yeah. not like, Whoa, where's this coming from? Yeah. Um, and I've had conversations like that with my boyfriend too, you know, like, um, where we'll talk about, you know, women it, like celebrities um and actresses and singers and, and i'm like yeah no she's hot yep i agree mm -hmm. like that's your celebrity <laughs> crush like she might as well be mine too and so that really yeah. helps a lot and like i've been i talked to one of my friends too when i was kind of debating like coming out recently um who really helped me out too and we had the conversation um about how you know you grow up and you have all these celebrity crushes right and then like some of them stay when you get into adulthood and then you're kind of like the the like for example if you're are bisexual or pansexual the celebrities who are of the same sex of you you're like oh yeah like of course like that's my girl crush or that's my guy crush right but then mm -hmm. you start to think when you're an adult you're like is that really just a crush or like is this like kind of like how i identify you know like do oh, i yeah. really feel this <laughs> way about the same sex you know and so when i had that conversation with her i was like oh my gosh this makes so much sense because i was really kind of struggling like i was like i don't know if these are just like recognitions that these people are attractive because obviously i wouldn't ever have an emotional connection with zendaya right but like she's oh, yeah. very very attractive and i've yeah. been attracted to her before of course <laughs> yeah. um but obviously only in like a physical way because i would never meet her and so when we had that conversation she was like no like that's exactly how it was for me growing up and like that is kind of in how i you know realized that this is that i'm not straight and i was like mm -hmm. oh my gosh i don't feel alone and that yeah. really helped a lot too. So there's been a lot of different, like small, but very important conversations that kind of contributed to my recent coming out. And I am very, very proud um, awesome. to say that I am bisexual um, and like, you know, so it's, 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 it's been awesome. And the love and support I've been getting is just, I can't express how much it means to me. So I just want to say thank you to everyone. You guys have been awesome. Oh, totally. And yeah. And thanks to anybody listening. Cause, uh, 
I think these conversations are important because there will be one person, half a dozen people, whoever uh, listening who really can relate, uh, whether they've come out or whether they're questioning. And that's one thing I always like to stress with people. You touched on it earlier. You don't really have to label anything if you don't want to. Right. Uh, But if you if you want to, it's there for you and you can. come out in any way you, you see fit and right um yeah i just i just i just i don't know if we'll see it in our lifetime but i i can't wait for the day where we just we don't have to come out you know it's just it's yeah. just people just know and like yeah. it's just a, you know it's it's nothing we have to like hide from people <laughs> so. I agree. that would be so awesome because i <clears throat> yeah. know that like a lot of times people will struggle with the whole questioning um part of potentially coming out and the whole labeling part of it too. But I like to think of it. And this is what I reminded myself a lot too, when I was kind of like questioning and Mm -hmm. um, debating whether or not I wanted to come out and what spaces I wanted to come out. Cause again, like I said, like I'm not out to my family and I'm not out to a lot of people in my, um, in like in real life. Um, Mm -hmm. but when debating whether or not I wanted to come out to my online community, I just kept thinking like, okay, if I come out and say that I'm bisexual, no one's going to think of me like, oh, that's bisexual jazz. They're just going to be like, that's jazz. Like, that's just jazz. You know what I mean? And that's how it is with so many people. Like, you don't think of your friends who are in the queer community as like, oh, yeah, that's my queer friend. Like, you say, no, that's my friend. And I think that that's super important. Um, And I think it's really important to remind yourself of that. Um, And if you decide that you want to label or you don't want to label hopefully you have a good enough support system where it doesn't matter because people mm-hmm. are still going to look at you as you like, yes, that makes you who you are, but it's not all that you are. Um, it's exactly. a very big part of who you are, but again, it's not all that you are. And I think that that is a, a very important distinction that helped me out a lot. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Like that's just, uh, I'm just, I'm just eating your words up here and uh, <laughs> loving this conversation. Thank you. I like, appreciate it. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I know Pride Month is over. We're, we're supposed to, you know, the businesses, they take their pride flags down. They change their, right. their designs. We're supposed to go. We're supposed to retreat back to our caves. But uh, well, let's let's keep these good vibes going. I agree. I always say I always joke around, even though I'm not really joking. I always say every month, every month is Pride Month. That's exactly. That's my motto. <laughs> every yeah. month is Pride Month. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'll randomly just send friends just be like, hey, happy Pride, you know. Oh, that's day. awesome. That's super sweet. <laughs> Doesn't that's matter awesome. if it's June yeah. or November. January. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we. it's true. Like the queer community deserves to be celebrated not just in June, but every month. You know, same with other communities. Like, it's great that we have designated months for these things, but we should be advocating for marginalized people every month, not just their specific month of the year. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. Exactly. Exactly. Now, that's, you know, we had this conversation the the first time we talked a little bit, and I was wondering if we can revisit that. Like, in terms of marginalized content creator, like, you're, uh, I'm, I'm native Canadian. Uh, mm-hmm. You're also a person of color, mm-hmm. uh, also queer. So you yeah. check a lot of boxes. How, I definitely do. <laughs> how do you, um, I don't know, like, do you ever feel isolated as a result of, of being a person of color? Or do you had, sometimes I do. Sometimes I feel kind of yeah. on the outs with people. Yeah. So I think we mentioned this in the first take. Um, I, not so much because I'm a person of color or because I'm queer. Um, mm-hmm. That the DVD community, because I'm primarily in the DVD community. I'm, I mean, like I play other 
well, I play like one other game. I play Fortnite, but that's usually okay, off stream. Yeah. And I don't yeah. really play it on stream. I don't really know a lot of people in the community. Um, so I'm very like heavily involved in the DVD community. Um, or I guess I should say I like heavily consume like everything I see in the DVD community. And I'm like, yeah. I, that's where I primarily reside, I guess, online. Um, and they do like, we do a really good job of um, making sure that, marginalized groups feel very very seen and i'm very proud to say that i'm a part of a community that does that but if we're talking Mm -hmm. bigger scope like bigger picture being a girl in gaming is definitely where i felt isolated um unfortunately like there have been instances nothing like severe i know that there are women out there who are in gaming and they have been um attacked or harassed in very very severe and like detrimental ways and thankfully that has not happened to me by anyone but there are definitely times where i kind of get in my head and i'm like you know i wonder if um people would look at me differently if i was you know not a woman um Mm -hmm. who games or i wonder if like you know i wonder if people and it can go either way like negatively or positively i wonder if people expect less from me in gaming and how i perform in game because i'm a woman which isn't that great either but sometimes it kind of works out because if i'm throwing then it's like oh whatever but also like women can be (laughs) good in gaming you know like you don't have to be you know what i mean anyone can be good at gaming but uh, there's been this thing that's kind of been in the back of my head ever since i started streaming and um more so the more and more i stream unfortunately where it's like you know you're never really going to question if a man has the potential to be good at gaming but you'll always question the potential of a woman to be good at gaming and i really Mm -hmm. think we need to like shy away from that because there are really really good gamers i know that are women and there are tons of bigger streamers that are women that are great at what they Mm -hmm. do too Um, oh yeah and like I said, luck, luckily, I've never had anyone say that to my face, but it is something I think about a lot. And whether that's me being in my head or kind of just having a precaution in my head, um, it does come up from time to time. There are even times um, where I'll think like, like, you know, um, if like I'm going for, I don't know, some like crazy play in DVD, like a crazy save or whatever. Like, I wonder if I sometimes wonder, like, do people expect me expect less or more of me because I'm a woman? Oh, That's a very yeah, minuscule example, right? But yeah. it's kind of like, like with the men I'm playing with, trust me less because I'm a woman. Trust me less to mm-hmm. get that really cool play because I'm a woman. Um, no one's ever said that to me, and no one in my community or any communities have ever expressed that they felt that way. But it is something I think about, and it's not because yeah. of the way anyone's ever treated me. It's just, I guess, like the stigma that comes with women in gaming, and it sucks. Um, I've been yeah. better about it recently, but it is always there and it, it, it kind of sucks. But honestly, I kind of take that and I let it fuel me. And I'm like, I want to be, I want to be like a craft woman in gaming. I want to like prove people oh, yeah. wrong. I want to show them that like, you know, you could just be good at gaming just by being human. Like, you don't, it doesn't yeah. matter what gender you are, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. You know, there, there's, when you mention it, there are so many women DVD players that are incredible. Oh yeah. And I consume their content. Like, uh, Audrey, Lily yeah. Pie, oh, Cade. Yeah. They're all um, so Umbra, good. Uh, Ray Oxium is an incredible uh, killer. Vicky Valiant. Yeah. You could just do like, we could just sit here all day. And list <laughs> and, like, them off and they're great. And I look yeah. up to every single one of them because they're just so, it, it, it makes me feel so comfortable and so confident that I can do things like that. And like, I mm-hmm. have, like, it sucks too because when I think about these things, uh, my friends, a lot of them, like, and a lot of them will be like my guy friends too. They'll be like, I've seen you do some crazy shit in this game. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know. Yeah. But like, you know, I don't, I, it's, it's like, especially like 
since I, you know, we mentioned earlier that I had just been picking up blight. I feel like, you know, you think of blight mains and you usually think of, like, I know a lot of men who main blight, but I don't know very many women who main blight. Um, I've met a lot recently. Mm -hmm. um, And I don't know why, because blight is so fun and I'm definitely not the best, but like, (laughs) I don't even, there was something about maining Huntress where I was like, I feel like I need to be good at Huntress for it to be satisfying. But for me, like, simply just like rushing around the map as blight that is satisfying enough for me and then if i get a cool <laughs> flick out of it then i'm like cool if i get two hicks or two um hooks and like one flick then like yeah. i'm good like i just won the game for myself you know what i mean so oh yeah it's really interesting to think about even in that sense like why are there more male blight mains than like you know and like you know why do you think when you think of blight why do you think of oh yeah like that's probably a guy like you look at a yeah. blight player and you're like that's probably a guy that's true yeah. whereas with huntress like i feel like it's pretty 50 50 i know a lot of female huntress mm-hmm. mains and i know a lot of male huntress mains as well you know so that's true yeah yeah it's, it's i never thought about, to that. Think about that yeah yeah because yeah. yeah that that's that is true you know i'm thinking when i run into a blight and especially if they're running like um alchemist ring mm-hmm. and like yeah. a speed add-on i'm just yeah. like uh, some sweaty little 18 year old right. male jerk, like <laughs> comp bro, like going for TikTok clips and stuff. And right. that's what I immediately think of. <laughs> right. No, I, but I it could be too. you. It could be jazz. It could be. No, I mean, I think of it too. And I'm not saying that I, you know, like I, I agree. Like I, I recognize I should get away from that kind of assumption because, you know, yeah. um, that's not always the case. Um, but it's, it's true. Like I, I, for the longest time i think of blight and i think of men and now i'm like I, and i don't know if that's maybe because blight is a man you know like that probably yeah. has a bit to do with it too but you know like you think of it's it's the same on the opposite end like if you're not thinking sweaty i think of bubba and i think of men i don't know i don't know a lot oh, of people yeah. play bubba right so it's just that's weird true, yeah. how like a lot of um killers and dvd are kind of like they're the who plays them is like kind of um presumed in our brains it's yeah. so weird um but i'm really trying to get away from that and like i think me playing blight helps a lot because like i know a lot of other blight mains like um Shmugaze is starting to play blight uh, paranormino okay. is playing blight mm-hmm. um flowers in my mind or um michi they we all decided mm-hmm. that we were going to make a steam group called hot girls who play blight and we did oh. and it's so fun so <laughs> so it's just, i love like, that <laughs> it's so fun like you know kind of breaking these barriers and like pushing that norm um yeah. even in these really simple ways like yeah just sound like a big deal and you know like i'm sure a lot of people listening are probably like well i know like six blight mains who are women and i'm and that's fantastic yeah Uh, but i like just me personally having that own kind of stigma in my brain i want to shy away from it and i want to help shy away from it so yeah um and like at the bottom bottom line like he's just fun like i just love playing him like he's just so much fun (laughs) exactly yeah. yeah That's that's great. I, I think that's something that's really important to think about because, yeah, as you mentioned, I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I do the exact same thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's a blight. It's pro- probably some sweaty 16 year old comp bro playing right. blight. And um, I don't know. I, I can't think of any other other examples. But as I'm playing, I'm like, yeah, it's probably some dude. On yeah. the other end, but we have we have no idea. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and that just goes for gaming in general. Like you I yeah. I feel like ever since I started I mean, it's different now that I know so many um female or non-binary content <laughs> creators, but like when I first started gaming, I was like when I first started gaming online with people in, in the DVD community, it was like me and one other girl, like and we would uh, game with like so many other guys. Granted, we yeah. didn't know very many people, but more often than not, like 
four out of the five people we were meeting online was a dude. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's not just DBD. It's not just Blight. It's not just killers. Like you think of gaming and you think of men. Yeah. And I kind of want to be, even if it's a really small instance or a really small contribution, I kind of want to be one of the people who pushes that norm and yeah. just, like gets rid of it, you know? Um, That's that's awesome. And if there's anybody who can do it, it's you. So oh, thank you. I appreciate that a up. lot. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much. That's really sweet. Um, now we're talking about blight and alchemist ring and competitive <laughs> play. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Sergeant Fidget's streamer bowl. Like, oh, yeah. You, you got involved with Cade's team. Yeah. The core Cade's. Um, how did that come to be? So that um, was very interesting, actually. Um, I had briefly heard about the streamer bowl and then i i think i had just seen like the list of all the team captains and a lot mm -hmm. of them were people that i had heard of but no one i personally knew because right before um it was being planned i think fidget had said that he started planning it in like december like december or january i can't remember but it had yeah, been like I think a it was long january time. Yeah, yeah it had been a long time coming like a, like at least several months and um I kind of told myself in December and in January, I would kind of, um, I was like, okay, I've been streaming for a year and three months now. I kind of want to take it a step further. And so I started posting more on, um, on platforms outside of Twitch. Like uh, before I was just streaming, but then, um, I, when I got a PC, I learned how to use Premiere Pro. Um, and luckily I have it, um, because my boyfriend is, uh, really into videography and he has been since he was like 15, I think, or something like that. Something crazy like that. Oh, and, cool. um, he's really into it and knows a lot about it. So I was like, well, I have this awesome resource here that I'm not really paying a lot for or at all. If even I should use it, you know, especially if I'm going to, plan on being a streamer for a while and so i started learning how to edit and i was doing it for fun but then in december um i decided to pick it up for real and start editing actual videos and actual like tiktok clips and stuff like that and so i just started trying my hand on it and i'm still learning a lot for sure um, oh, but it's yeah. been so much fun and that was one of the reasons um when i started doing that i was like this is probably a good time to like push myself um and put myself out there and make myself a little bit more involved in this community than just the community i've created on my own so I started doing that um, little by little. I started interacting with more streamers outside of my community and meeting a lot more people. And I've made a lot of friends um, from it because I did want to meet more friends, you know, and I wanted to yeah, support a yeah. bunch of people that I knew I'd really enjoy watching their content. And I've made so many friends since then. I've experienced a lot of great content since then, and it's been so much fun. But then the streamer bowl captains list drops and I'm like, okay, I know a lot of these people, like if you, if I'd seen it maybe three months before, I'd be like, I don't even know anyone on this list. Oh yeah. And I knew a yeah. lot of them at that point. And I was like, okay, would I ever want to be in a comp tournament? Probably not. I am like the least competitive gamer ever. I throw, I go into a game and I'm like, yeah, if I see a beamer save, if I see a CG opportunity, I'll throw for it. Like the game will yeah. go, the game will just, <laughs> and if I try and go for it, if, if, you know, I, I'm that type of gamer where I just like to have fun and I like to throw yeah. around and mess around with my friends and just have a good time. Um, but I saw it and I was like, oh, I don't know if that's something I'd want to do, but maybe I'll just keep it in the back of my mind. And then fast forward a little bit when uh, I guess the team captains were supposed to be looking for team members. Mm -hmm. Um I was kind of afraid to reach out to anyone. Plus I knew like a lot of people had, maybe they already had their team kind of in mind. So they weren't really, right. asking. but I was scrolling on Twitter one day and the Corcade or Corey, um, 
she had posted a Google form and was like, Hey, I'm looking for like one more team member um, to join my team or my team for the Shimmer Bowl. And yeah. I was like, Whew, I'm not comp. But I was like, Whatever. I don't even know if I would be picked. Like, I don't really know Corey like that. I had just met the Corcade maybe like a week or two before. So okay, they came yeah. into my stream, said hello. They were super sweet. Um, mm-hmm. But I had never like gamed with her, never talked to her outside of a Twitch chat, like maybe oh, talked yeah. to her in a Twitch chat like twice, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I was like, yeah, there's there's no way I'm signing up for that. And then like the day passes and the next morning, cause she was, I think she had said in the tweet, like, Oh, I'm picking a team member by the end of this weekend. And I think this was like on a Friday and then like okay. Saturday night rolls around. And I was like, am I going to regret not signing up for that? And I was like, I don't, I don't know, but like, whatever, let's just try. I'm a very like, let me just try. And if I don't get yeah. picked, then it wasn't meant to be, or if yeah. I don't get accepted, then it wasn't meant to be. Um, but I was like, let me just, let me just apply. So I applied and she, or I, I, I first, sorry, let me backtrack. I first asked under the tweet, I was like, is, is this application still open or did you find a member? And she's like, no, it's still open. And so I was like, okay, whatever, screw it. We're just going to apply. And then like a day later, Corey messaged me and was like, yeah, I picked you for the team. And I was like, oh, oh that's awesome. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. maybe I'm meant to do this. Come to find out after like weeks and weeks of like scrim, like scrims and practicing and getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. I think we were doing like our charity stream for St. Jude the day before we were supposed to um, compete. And Corey goes, oh, fun fact, by the way, Jazz, I was going to ask you, but I was afraid and I was shy because I didn't know who you were. No and I was way. like, there's no way. There's no way that you're she's like, no, I wanted to ask you so badly, but I thought I would come off as weird because like we didn't know each other. And I was like, well, I almost didn't apply because we didn't know each other. And I was like, I don't know if I'm like ready to like put myself out there socially because like i do suffer from a little bit of social anxiety so i was like i don't know i'm kind of nervous and it just worked out and i was like oh my gosh we were meant to be friends we were meant to be on this team together and we had done we've actually done a co-stream with that team since we they were Mm -hmm. one of the co-streams that we did for the charity event i had last month for pride month so it was so much fun to play with them again um and it, it it was just awesome we did really really um well we did a lot better than we expected that's um, great and i was super super proud of us yeah it was so fun getting to know them yeah yeah and y'all did really well thank and you i i was shocked that Corey didn't really have a lot of killer experience prior to the streamer oh, yeah and and Corey did fantastic i think oh, yeah. i think she played plague right yeah so she did great she is just like me like we are very diehard survivor mains we just yeah. love I don't know. I think we both just absolutely adore having a flashlight in our hand. Um, so we're very, very, um, or not killer mains at all. And she was like telling us, she's like, I'm so nervous. I've been practicing this. I've been practicing that. Like she's been, she'd been practicing the whole time that we were playing scrims. Right. Um, but before she had never played killer. And I don't even think she plays killer now. Like I think now that it's over, I don't think yeah. I don't know if she's picked up killer since, but okay, yeah. um, she did so well. We were so proud of her and so stoked. Like she played it super, super well. And I, yeah. like, if you watched her VOD or watched her stream at the time, she was like, I feel so bad. I'm playing so dirty, oh. but she did fantastic. Like she's just playing yeah. like any normal pub player would play oh yeah um and she did great we were super super proud of her the second game that mm. she played i like didn't go as well as i think we had all had hoped but she was just having yeah. so much fun with it and her um her her attitude about it was like you know you could tell she was very very gracious with herself and was like yeah i don't play killer like i'm not mm. expecting to get a 4k every game i load in right so yeah um, yeah she did really really well overall and our team did super well we we uh did a lot better than 
I expected than we expected. Like we had uh, finished the first game and we we're like, there's no way we just want that. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause we were just in it for the fun and in it for the charity, you know? So yeah. It was cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. How did it, how did it feel like? Cause I imagine you probably watched like Sergeant Fidget's replay when you're, yeah. when y'all were playing, how, how did that feel? Yeah, it was, um, it was <laughs> kind of surreal. Cause you know, you're going up against like, um, all these like bigger streamers than you and all these streamers <laughs> that everyone knows, you know? And like, yeah. I think we had gone into the tournament being like, I don't think anyone really knows like who we are, which is okay. Yeah. Like obviously mm-hmm. our communities know, and then like the people that we know, know us. Right. But like, there's not a lot of like, um, like there's no way Altadarva knows who we are. Right. And we're playing <laughs> right. in the same tournament as Hans and Altadarva. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was it was really cool because like I had played against we our first game was against Trickster uh, Trickster Shadow, excuse me. Right. Yeah. Um, and I had played against his Oni before, and he is a really good killer. So when I saw he's that we incredible, were, oh, yeah. yeah, he's great. So when I saw that we were going against him, I was like, ooh, we might not make it past <laughs> first round, and that's fine. And then when Corey saw yeah. that she was going against like you know Lily and Trickster, and then uh, yeah. Billy, and I forget their fourth player, but I know mm-hmm. Billy like, um, and she's really good at Survivor too. So we were just yeah. like. Yeah, we might not make it past first round, and that's totally fine. Um, but watching, like, watching Fidget's POV of it, watching other people's POV of it, and just like hearing people kind of like hype us up, like they're mm-hmm. like, we we're like, yeah, it's fine if you guys are like, who are these people? Like, that's kind of what we wanted. We wanted like the underdog <laughs> feel of it, and it was great. Yeah. It was so much fun because mm-hmm. we did really, really well, and um, I, I think all of our practicing and like hard work that we had put in off offline or i guess yeah. you say like off stream like all the practicing we had done like on the side mm-hmm. really paid off because yeah it really it really paid off that's amazing yeah y'all did y'all played really well together and Thank it you. looked like so much fun and oh, so much fun that that's that's awesome so do you have plans of like playing in more like sort of competitive environment like that is that something you want to keep doing so after fidget streamer bowl i think it's definitely something i would consider um i really mm. like the approach that he had where it was like the rules kind of change i feel like if people um if i see someone doing a tournament where it's kind of more like that and less like competitive um because yeah. it's so it's so the way like for those listening who don't really know um how he did it was every single time that i think a thousand dollars was raised one of the rules got changed yeah um, so it, like started with like comp rules by default and then like by the time we raised like by the time like we had gone on there was like i don't know like 20 different rule changes or something like that oh yeah um, and those are i think what make it fun or like i recently watched um dj slushy's part of dj slushy's like community showdown i don't think it was necessarily um like a for a prize or anything i think it was just yeah. for fun um because one mm-hmm. of my good friends or a few of my good friends were on a team on that and they made flashlight saves like four or five points like double what a gen was worth so oh cool i feel like more like tournaments that are more kind of that style is probably mm-hmm. I, I would definitely do that but even like basic comp tourneys i would not shy away from especially now that i have some experience on kind of like what is expected yeah um i i definitely <laughs> would consider doing it again i think there was one for at the end of july that i really wanted to do but i'll be out of town like one of the days so i was like oh i can't i, oh, I don't want to sign I up see. and not be available so i've definitely considered and i'm definitely keeping my eye out for them so now I, I wanted to ask you about something like on on the topic of being a content creator like yeah. how do you manage your goals and your expectations because I, i'm speaking for myself here i i'm huh? my own worst enemy because i'm just like you know what i'm 
I want to reach this goal, but I don't quite yeah. get there. And yeah. I just feel so disappointed. Do you, do you go through that as well? I go through that so much more than I'd like to admit. I actually, if I'm being honest, I actually just went through that this past week and it sucks so bad. It's really hard. Um, cause yeah. I also work a, a day job. I work, um, nearly full time. So a lot of the time that I wish I could be putting into content creation, I'm spending it at work. Um, luckily, it's like in a field that I do also enjoy. So it doesn't feel like a complete waste of time. And I'm super, super interested in what I do outside of streaming. But um, yeah, I've come to kind of learn in the past few months that I don't know, maybe streaming is like what I really, really want to do is a means of making money at this point. Um, mm -hmm. which is something I'm kind of like struggling with, too. But there are oh. so many times where I feel like I, I dip into those moments where I'm like, I wish I was at this point or my, what I do the worst is I wish I was where my peer is because we're similar. We're the same. And I've been doing this since I started streaming. It's a oh, really bad habit. Yeah, I've, it I've, is. I've yeah. always compared myself to people like even out like my entire life. It's just a bad habit of mine. Um, but I've kind of like shied more away from like thinking I want to be where so-and-so is and more like I want to be like I have these goals for myself and where I want to be in those moments it gets really hard if I'm being honest the way that I deal with it I guess in the moment is I kind of just let myself feel it out I let myself have those feelings I have a moment where I'm like oh, this is so bad this is so mm -hmm. unfortunate I feel really bad I'll cry even I'll get upset I'll go on a walk oh. whatever the case may be um but then almost every single time um like within a day or two I'm like yeah, I'm not stopping there though, because I'm not done. Like this isn't yeah, over. Exactly. I, I, you know, I like I have not put all the content out that I've wanted to put out. I don't find myself I could not imagine myself not streaming right now. Um, which yeah. is like I never thought I'd get to this point, but I, I can't imagine not streaming. Exactly. Um, so for example, like this past week when I had that moment, I was like sad about it one day. And I it was like it was really affecting my mental health. And then the next day, I was like, Okay, am I gonna let that am I gonna let that stop me? Am I gonna let that like completely deteriorate my motivation or am I going to let that fuel the next thing that I create? And so I hopped online, hopped on blender, made a thumbnail. And then I put out a YouTube video that I wasn't really planning on putting out by mm -hmm. Friday. And that was yeah. the fastest time I had ever edited anything. And so I, the way I kind of oh, look great. at it is like, you take those feelings and you feel them, but you don't stay there. You take it and you channel it into the energy that you want to put into something that's great. Like you never know, like put it into the next yeah. video, put it into the next TikTok, put it into the next stream. You know, once you're oh, yeah. up, of course, like, you know, you feel like you're mentally stable enough to do so. Um, but I've also been telling myself too lately, and my boyfriend's been helping me out a lot with this, that he's like, why do you have all these like deadlines? Like, why do you feel like, oh, I need to put a TikTok, TikTok out by like Monday morning? Like, mm -hmm. why? It's like, what does it matter if it's getting put out on Monday morning or Wednesday morning? Like, yeah, maybe yeah. you're not being as consistent, but he's like, nobody's giving you any of these deadlines. Like, this isn't school. You don't have to finish a paper by like the next week or something like that. Like, why yeah. are you pressuring yourself with all these deadlines? And so as soon as I like kind of thought about why and found out that there wasn't a legitimate reason why, <laughs> I'm kind of just like, I'm just going to work on things as I feel, work on them little by little, yeah. stream when I want to stream. So I like, for the month of July or starting in the month of July, I ditched a streaming schedule. Like I had one and it wasn't working oh, out okay. for me, but yeah. I felt like I need to keep it to have some sort of like organization in my life. And now mm -hmm. I'm just going to try and just stream when I want. And I think it'll yeah. help out a lot. So um, same with like, con like actually editing and making content. Like I'm just going to do it when I feel like it. Cause that's when I know it'll be like really good quality rather than trying to pump out like 10 a week. You know what I mean? So exactly. Yeah. That's kind of how I deal with it. I kind of just let myself feel the feelings 
um, however long they take. I do things away from the screen that make me feel good. Like I live mm-hmm. fairly close to the beach, so that's nice. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, but I'll go out on a walk. I'll go get myself a coffee. I'll go walk to the beach, like whatever the case may be. Like I'll just do something yeah. outside, let myself kind of recollect, like recollect. And then come back and I'm like, cool, how can I make this next thing great? And it's a lot easier said than done and I'm still learning how to do Mm -hmm. it, but it's been helping me a lot. I think that's really important because I I do the same thing. I'll be like, man, I I started TikTok at the same time as this person. Yeah. Like they've skyrocketed to superstardom and we had like similar numbers for the longest time. But like here I am not in the same category, but I'm like, you know what? We're two different people. We have different content you know it doesn't just because we're like started at the same time doesn't mean we took the same path to get to wherever we're going exactly and and their success doesn't take anything away from me at um so i just um yeah it, i i really really struggled with that because i yeah. was like a part of like early dead by daylight tiktok and mm-hmm. enjoyed like really rapid success to start and it just kind of never went anywhere beyond TikTok. So, um, once I've accepted that I've, I've reassessed and I'm taking new approach, of course, with this podcast, that's a part of my strategy is just to, cause like there are people who podcast dead by daylight, but the, you know, we all have different ways we podcast about it. Right. Right. One of the things I feel really comfortable with is interviewing people and just having conversations and, um, I really want to branch out outside of DBD as well and just bring in like people who play Diablo or, you know, Valorant, Overwatch, whatever, and just chat about whatever comes up kind of thing. So, uh, because the thing is like content creators, it doesn't matter. Like I said, if you're streaming DBD or League of Legends or Valorant, uh, Stardew Valley, like some point or another, everybody's going to have a look at their numbers and be like, man, oh, 100%. I wish I wish I could be double this, triple this, quadruple this. Right. And you'll be like, this person's got it. And we do similar things. Well, why aren't I getting that? You know, right. and like you just have to like give your head a shake and just focus on your your own content. Because exactly. that's, that's what you can. Contr- that's the thing you can control yeah. is your own content and the effort you put into your content yeah um one of the things i really really appreciate uh i wish i saved the clip but there's a clip out there somewhere where uh mr beast talked about like people recognize when you put hard work into videos oh yeah like if you've put a lot of effort into like certain edits and transitions and subtitles and maybe even a few special effects or Mm -hmm. anything you do in blender like people will recognize it consciously or subconsciously right uh I always call it the the sprinkles on the ice cream cone or like the Sunday. Like yeah. if, if you're if your content is an ice cream cone and if you're not adding sprinkles, if you're not adding hot fudge, uh, if you're not adding peanuts, um, almonds, whatever, if you're just leaving it super basic, yeah, it's not going to really take off. But if you're doing things like crazy cool edits and transitions. Those, those those are the sprinkles that people recognize. And oh, yeah. That's what's sure. going to set you apart. So sure. <laughs> I always no, like I to. I agree. Uh, yeah. I completely agree. I would also say, too, like um, asking, like you mentioned, like, you know, 
taking advice. I mean, I'm sure you didn't personally ask Mr. Beast for that advice. Yeah, yeah. Taking advice from people that you look up to or people that you've seen um, do do well in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently did that with one of my friends um, and she actually took the time to give me a lot because she was in the same boat as me, like the same amount mm-hmm. of time, same amount of viewers, like stuck in the same oh. same spot. And that's really yeah. like the part where I had felt like I was like stagnant, like I'd been growing in other places, but that was like kind of where I was like, I, I want to grow more in this area. Um, and mm-hmm. um, she really sat down and like kind of ran, ran it through with me and she gave me the disclaimer. She was like, look, this is what works for me, but just because it's what works for TikTok and for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So try yeah. things, do what, do what you know, like she's like really put effort into your, um, into your content and really put effort into making it your own. Because if you yeah. sit there and like compare yourself to people, people are going to notice that because it's going to show up in your content oh, because totally. you're going to be like, yeah. Oh, well, I want to be like, <laughs> them, so I'm going to start editing like them. Right. And you're going to do it yeah. subconsciously for sure. So yeah. I'm really, really like careful about that. I really try yeah. to like focus on what I know how to do and what I can do. And mm-hmm. people, you know, re- they do recognize that because thankfully yeah. like people have told me they're like, dude, I like, you know, like, I never would have thought of doing it that way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know how I came up with it, but I don't know. That's just me, you know? So I really, yeah. I really also suggest like for anyone listening, if you struggle with that, like, ask like don't be afraid to ask for help i i struggle with that a lot and another good thing too is uh, she told me something really important that has stuck with me since we had our conversation she was like the cool thing about um doing your own thing is that people will look at you and only think of you it's so easy especially in the dead by daylight community to have you know it sucks because when you're really good friends with other streamers you kind of get clumped together but at Mm -hmm. the end of the day like every one of us is our own person and she was like i think of she was like i look at you and i think of only you and that is something that you don't really probably ever think about or you probably Mm -hmm. don't even like (laughs) notice and she's like but i like as a fellow creator like i think about that and i think that's so important because so many people don't have that and i feel like you know when i think of you crow i also only think of you which is oh that's amazing yeah for real like it's important because you know it's great to have fellow streamers and content creators that you're really good friends with and game with a lot it becomes when people start blurring you guys together it really is a disservice to those content creators and it's not oh totally so that was a really good shift in perspective that she gave me and I was like whoa okay maybe I'm doing a lot better than I think I am so that was really helpful so like go to those people ask them for advice ask them for reassurance it's okay to ask for help there are definitely people out there who are willing to help you and uh, I think that is something that helps like sometimes just being told like yeah you could do it like I believe in you yeah it's just enough to keep going you know so oh yeah you reminded me of a thing that uh, a friend of mine from my early content creation days before i was like into twitch and stuff Mm -hmm. uh she used to say something to the effect of uh be yourself because everybody else is already taken yeah and like you know i think when i first started streaming on twitch i was trying to mimic other streamers that I would mm-hmm. watch and it just, it just wasn't me. Right. <laughs> so And you it just, feel it too. Like yeah. when you're streaming and gaming, you're like, Oh, you've, you, it like, you end up putting more effort into like trying to be someone that you're not, that it, it will totally show. Like I, oh, I totally, watched some yeah. of my VODs yeah. where I'm like, yeah, I'm totally trying to be not me. Like I'm trying to be anyone but me. Yeah. And it shows. And then like, it also reflects in your numbers. Like your numbers start oh, yeah. to go down the less you are yourself because people are there mm-hmm. for you. Um, yeah. I completely, I completely relate with that. And I, and yeah. it's, it is a struggle. It's still a struggle after all these years. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can attest to that, but oh, yeah. it's definitely, a, <laughs> it's definitely 
definitely doable to get away from that for sure. And I've seen so many yeah. content creators do a good job of it. And I know that you and I will also do a great job of it. Heck yeah. 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 The, the, yeah, the funny thing is I, I dabbled, I, I would say about two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, I dabbled with like, kind of like being a bad guy wrestler kind of thing and oh, yeah? dead by daylight, like uh-huh. deliberately doing toxic things, deliberately doing things that, consciously or subconsciously i knew would hurt somebody else and Mm -hmm. um i did get a lot of attention that way but it it wasn't who i was as a person so i I think that if i had stuck with that persona sadly i probably would have had more success but it would have been so taxing on me just to be constantly rude to people right (laughs) not only that too it's just like the fact that like you know we think about like where we want to be and how we want to be like we all want to have a bunch of success but like truth be told, like the success doesn't come with no bad things either. Like now there's oh, yeah. like, it's either like you're struggling to get to where you want to be and have that success or you're struggling with how to deal with the pressure. Oh, so yeah. it's like pick your poison, yeah. right? Like you got to yeah. find good in both. Um, but that's something I remind myself too. Like, you know, I'm not saying I want to be like the biggest DVD streamer of all time. Would I want to mm. have, you know, more success? Yeah, of course. But also yeah. like, I do know, if I were to ever get to that point, like, I don't know, the pressure will be a different challenge that I'd have to deal with, you know, rather than the grind. So, um, Oh, totally. Yeah. So it's like interesting to think about that. And then it kind of humbles you and kind of makes you think like, well, maybe like where I am at right now is where I'm supposed to be. And it's good mm-hmm. for me now, you know, and all yeah. that will come when I'm ready. So I completely oh, yeah. know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other piece of advice I like to give people in, I think this is what you're talking about when it comes to like putting out your content and just being like getting that motivation to put something out. Like mm-hmm. the thing is, I think a lot, well, not, I think I know a majority of content creators overthink things and they're like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to do this whole series where I do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to record footage and I'm going to like edit it a certain way. And you're, you're, you're talking about it for months and mm-hmm. months without actually doing yeah. anything. And that's what this podcast was. This podcast, I was talking about it for about a year and a half. And uh-huh. then I finally just said, you know what? I went on Fiverr. I said, Hey, uh, can you design me a podcast cover art right. for dead by daylight? And I hired somebody else to do my intro music. Um, and then I said, okay, I've got the cover art. I've got the intro music. Then I went out and got the podcast hosting, which I've done before because I've been podcasting for a little over 10 years now. Oh, wow. And yeah, I've, awesome. got a, I've got a Congrats. movie podcast. Yeah, thanks. I've got a movie podcast as well that's been dormant for like the last two years. But uh-huh. I think we're going to get back into things soon. Okay. Um, but yeah, like the I um, got all these things in motion. And then I was like, okay, now it's just a matter of me recording. And I know how to do that. So I started recording. It was a little rough at first, but then I, then I was like, okay, well, I've got some recordings down. I'm starting to build a bit of an audience. Let's bring some more people in and let's get interviews going. And yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I've done like a, a couple dozen interviews at this point, maybe even a few dozen. That is awesome. And, um, yeah. And, and for me, like, this is. Like if I could do this full time, I'd totally, this would right. be my, I would love that. But yeah. I, I know that's not the world I live in right now, <laughs> but I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and yeah. um, 
put myself in a better position to succeed because if I'm not doing anything, that that's a sure formula for failure on my oh, part. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. One of my favorite quotes is like, "You you can't be failing more than someone who's not even trying at all." Like if you're trying, yeah. like that's more than enough, right? So it's oh, like yeah. it's it's a very I I am that person where I think about all the things I want to do and then I'm like thinking about doing it and I get overwhelmed and I don't do anything at all. Like I have very big dreams, very big like mm-hmm. visions for things. And I'm a very like, okay, I'm also a very like got to do it in one sitting or it doesn't feel complete. But that friend that I was oh. talking to about that gave me the advice yeah. was like, no, you got to do it little by little. You're going to get burnt out. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then like, let's say you do make the YouTube video, then you're not going to want to make one for two months because you're like, God, that took so much time and effort. I don't want to do it, you know, mm-hmm. until I'm like bored. And yeah. I, that really stuck with me because it's just like, you literally just do little by little, like for you, like, you know, in the story you just told, like, you know, you're like, okay, let me start by doing the cover art. Okay. Now let yeah. me make the music. Okay. Now yeah. let me do everything until I actually have to record. And I kind of mm-hmm. did that with my most recent YouTube video. Cause I was like, let me just try a different approach. I was like, let me not even have any of the clips set up. Like, let me just yeah. go make a thumbnail just for fun. Yeah. Let me just go render yeah. something on Blender. Oh, yeah. And then it ended up being something I actually used. And I was like, okay, cool. And then it's like, okay, now one day, let me do all the cutting. Okay, the next day, let me do all the, you know, yeah, actual editing and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and it helps a lot to just kind of think about, yeah, obviously think about what you want to do, but don't overwhelm yourself thinking you have to do all of it at one time or all of it, oh, yeah. you know in one sitting yeah. like just start with what you feel like doing at the moment and it'll mm-hmm. get done eventually and having no deadline exactly. for yourself helps you feel better about that too yeah yeah Ex- exactly i'm as you're talking about this i'm like i'm thinking about it as like building a house or something mm-hmm. or building a structure you know you've got to get right got to get the wood you got to get the nails and yeah. I, I don't know i'm not a construction guy no, I so know what you mean. I don't, <laughs> or if you think about your stuff and, yeah or if you think about your video as like rome like they always say rome wasn't built in a day and your video is yeah. not going to get done in a day either you know yeah. like just yeah. take it easy like yeah. do what you feel doing and that's how you, if you take your time doing things little by little then you know for sure when you're put, hitting upload that mm-hmm. it's going to be quality because you're not rushing it and that is yeah. something I've struggled with a lot in the past. Um, oh, yeah. And so I'm trying to learn to like retrain my brain to do that, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. The, the other cool thing I've been doing, I started a playlist on YouTube. So whenever I find anything that I can use that I'll need to go back to, like, they, it's kind of a cliche, but like, it's, it's so effective. If you're uh-huh. trying to do something new with every video, whether it's a zooming in on a certain spot on your, your footage or, giving a camera shake or like doing subtitles and yeah. styling those subtitles, uh-huh. um, focus, trying to do something different with a thumbnail. Um, I create a playlist on my YouTube. It's just like content tutorials. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I'm I have constantly the same thing. going back. It's called, mine is called reference and I literally refer uh, back to it all the time. No, I, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. So this <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're on our way. So exactly. yeah, I, I've got like a dozen videos in there. I'm like, how did oh, I yeah. do that again? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah let's exactly. go back and let's let's watch it again. And yeah, it's cool. Like the and and that's the, the other thing I don't think many of us think of. We're we're already sitting on a lot of content knowledge and right um, <laughs> things that you know. Like I I spoke with. Um, on this podcast, uh, I spoke with May. She's a senior community manager for Dead by Daylight. Oh, awesome. And yeah, she's an amazing person. And she's like, you know, I don't think content creators think about how, like, you're your own 
editor, you're your own producer, you're your right. own like marketing manager and you're, 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 you have to be a social media manager expert and oh, like, yeah. you've got to do all of these things. You've got to be into networking. You've got to, you've got to be a part-time IT person right. anytime you have issues with your computer or any of your equipment. And there's so many things that we have to do <laughs> that yeah. we don't think about. So. Oh no, for sure. And like, you know, you <laughs> tell people like, who don't necessarily understand streaming you're like oh i stream like for example if i were to tell my brother i mean my brother knows about video games knows about streaming but he doesn't he's not present on twitch and i'd right. be like oh like when i first told him my stream he was like oh so you get paid to play video games and i was like it's way more than that it is oh. so much more than that like that <laughs> yeah. is not what it is like it sounds so glor like glorified like it's so glamorized but it's like it, like yeah like you know now at this point I, we're having to edit our own things, make our own thumbnails, um, you know, manage all of our own social media. And like, I've managed mm -hmm. social media before for a company, like, and just doing that part alone is a lot. Like now to add editing and streaming and producing and recording and oh, all yeah. that on top of it, it, it gets a yeah. lot. So trying to go into, you know, a video thinking you could do all of that or aspects of that in one go is going mm -hmm. to overwhelm you. And burn you out and i've noticed oh, yeah. that even just you know like I, I it makes me wonder like maybe i'd be posting more consistently on youtube if i just didn't burn myself out and try and do it in like one week oh, maybe yeah. if i worked on it like you know a couple weeks at a time then like yeah. you know it'd be different so i'm definitely trying new approaches and i think mm -hmm. it's, i'm really excited about like the future it's gonna it's That's gonna awesome. be awesome yeah i'm super excited to like kind of go about it in a different way and just see how much better I feel about everything, you know, even if I don't get the numbers and the success that I want, like, I think yeah. I'll just kind of fall in love with content creating all over again. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's going to yeah. be, I think, a really nice, refreshing, refreshing um, start to me. Oh, totally. Yeah. Do you do you watch your own stuff very often? <laughs> <laughs> um, so my VODs, I did not watch my VODs because um, I didn't watch them until recently because that friend I asked for advice was like, no, girl, you need to watch your VODs. Like, there's so yeah. much content just sitting yeah. there. And I started doing that and I was like, wow, well, no wonder I always thought, what can I make a TikTok on? I have nothing to make a TikTok on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, because it's all in my streams, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've started watching myself a little bit more. The YouTube videos, ever since I started making YouTube videos, I'll rewatch them because I try to like... Um, uh not proof the equivalent of like proofreading them you know like make sure mm -hmm. there's no mistakes or any gaps or anything like that yeah. um but i'll like probably rewatch it like right after it gets released and then i won't watch it and to be honest sometimes there are some videos on my youtube channel where i'm like i don't even remember like i couldn't remember one clip that was in that video oh. and then i'm like <laughs> if, I, if i come across again and i see a portion a portion of it i'm like oh yeah okay i remember it now but yeah I i'm trying to get out of the habit of not watching my stuff because i think if i do i'll learn from my mistakes or maybe i'll learn from things i did really well and i'm like hey that worked out really well for me i should do it again because i am yeah. the type of person where i'm like i hate like there's a high chance i might not listen to this podcast because i hate hearing my voice oh no way <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna listen to it i'm i'm yeah I'm, I'm trying to be a lot better about it but like if you had asked mm -hmm. me two years ago to do this and then listen back to it i'd be like yeah there's no way because um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just that yeah. type of person you know so i'm getting better at it for yeah. sure i'm definitely trying to be more comfortable and like watching my own content just so i can learn from it um mm -hmm. but Probably not as much as I like long, a short, short answer. Probably not as much as I should. Oh yeah. 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 I, I hear you. I, I think that part of the formula for success is being a fan of your own bullshit kind of yeah. thing. And oh, that's, yeah. that's something that 
um, I think I've always been a fan of myself, which is weird to say, but no, you have to, be. Uh, you have to be, you, you, yeah, you kind of yeah. have to be, but at, at the same time, you also do have to be critical of yourself too. Right. So right. yeah, there was one thing I noticed in one of my videos I edited recently, I was like, there's a lot of gaps between me saying things mm-hmm. in the video and that that's enough for people to just be like, okay, I'm out of here. Right. So I just removed all the gaps and it flowed so much better. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I see. I'm, I'm getting this thing, you know, yeah. like it's crazy how six little years later. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how little changes like that will help. Cause I, I was more so like the opposite where I'm like, I feel like everyone needs to see everything about this clip. But then mm-hmm. I'm like, if there's like 30 seconds of nothing happening, someone's going to turn off that video. Like I would turn off that video. Oh yeah. So it's like kind of yeah. putting yourself in the mindset, like, okay, if you're watching this video as not yourself, would you keep it on or would you turn it off? And so mm-hmm. doing things like that, where you're like, you know, you watch back your content and you're like, yeah, there's a bunch of gaps. Maybe I should get rid of them. I'm, I'm glad that works out for you very well. Cause I've found that things doing quick fixes like that has helped my content a lot as well. And I think it'll help a lot of people's content if you kind of just analyze your content as not yourself as someone else (laughs) on youtube finding something to watch while they eat a meal it's yeah yeah Yeah, i completely understand where you're coming from with that yeah because yeah like me i am i am so logged into everything i'm so like I'll be walking down the hallway of my place and I'm like, I've got TikTok open. I'm scrolling yep. through TikToks. Yeah, and I the same way. <laughs> sit down in the living room. I turn the TV on. I'm still watching TikToks. I, I throw on YouTube. Then I put down my phone and then I fire up a YouTube video. I'm just like, need that constant stimulation. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm like such a consumer. And, yeah. But the thing is like, because I consume so much content, I know what to look for in my own stuff. So exactly, that, that's where I'm exactly. starting from. No, that's yeah. a good place to start. I think it's a great place to start. I, I've had so much fun I chatting know, with you today. I know. This has been and... such a fun, fun conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm really, really looking forward to, you know, continuing to root for you in your content creation oh, thank career. You. I appreciate that so much. I'll be rooting for you as well. I think, I think yeah. we're, we're on the right track, you know, we're, we're on the exactly. come up. <laughs> exactly. And I've definitely got to get, uh, I've got to, I've got to follow up with uh, Corey because we, we had plans to talk and then we were talking about doing a group discussion oh yeah and then and then, and then we haven't really gone beyond that yeah, <laughs> so. i mean if they're down i'm i'm there i'm so right on. Down. i love i love the three of them so much they're yeah. fantastic people yeah the other thing that i've done in the past I, I can't remember if i mentioned it to you but i've done a couple of panel discussions where i bring in like three four content creators we all sit down and have a chat about okay. dvd and whatever and that's been a lot of fun. So yeah. if you're into that, like, um, yeah, I, I like bringing other people together who maybe don't know each other too well. Right. Like one one podcast, I had uh, Slushy, Sergeant Fidget, and Woe Jocko all together, and we had a really cool conversation. Okay, and- what an awesome group of people! That is so <laughs> right? great. No, I would a hundred percent be down for that. I'm all cool. about you know meeting new people in this space um yeah it's kind of it's kind of been the thing i've been trying to take on this year and it's been yeah such a blast so far so i would uh, definitely be interested in that for sure yeah and i think that when it comes to doing things like that i think like i think that sometimes we get a little caught up in like being like oh that person's bigger than me or like right. same size whatever like i can't right. do that but like no you can like yeah exactly yeah, 
yeah, like compared to them, I'm like a pretty small fry, but it doesn't mean we can't have a really good conversation. Right, right. Over, you know, the last couple of years, I've become really good friends with those people. So that's awesome. um, Yeah, Yeah. they're they're peers that I can lean on and, you know, I agree. We can have a a good time together. So I agree. And I think being a part of like big, big things like the streamer bowl and like the charity event I just did recently has helped me do that a lot. So I, something like that would only help. And I'm so like, it's, I've become a lot more comfortable in sharing the same space with streamers that are bigger than me. Cause then I, I, I I think at the end of the day, like we both love the same thing and I don't know, like why do numbers have to get in the way of that? I think that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the thing is, there's always going to be somebody bigger than you. There's always going to be somebody with right. more numbers. Right. Unless your name is XQC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's the only literally. person who lords over everybody else. Quite literally. <laughs> but, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jazz, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, also, I like to give everybody a chance to like, do you know, drop any plugs, like talk about your, your Twitch, where oh, yeah. people can find you on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all, all that stuff. For sure. Um, so uh, you can find me on Twitch at all that jazz with three S's. Um, and then my TikTok and my YouTube channel are both all that jazz also with three S's TTV. Um, Cause all that jazz with three S's was taken. Um, but yeah, uh, those are where I'm most, uh, most active in terms of posting content. I stream, I would say I stream three times a week now, but I don't have a schedule anymore. Cause I'm trying something new. Um, so I kind of mm-hmm. just go live when I want, but uh, this month I'll be playing a lot more killer than I'm supposed to be or I hey. normally do. Yeah. We unlocked, <laughs> we unlocked all the incentives for our charity event. So, and a lot of That's them awesome. had to do with playing killer. So if you're <laughs> looking for some baby blight gameplay, you could definitely check me out on Twitch. It's a lot of fun. I love, I love meeting new people. So come by and say hello. Great. Yeah. Highly recommended. Jazz well, has such you. a wonderful community and uh, has just a good vibe while streaming. So yeah, anybody listening, I'll leave links in the show notes. Please go check out Jazz's content and mine as well while you're yeah. at it. You know, yeah. there's always those links there. It's, it's free to follow. Go, exactly. go check it out. <laughs> go check Crow out. He's awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Crow. I appreciate you. Thanks for all the kind words. You're super, super Yeah. Happy. Thank you, Jazz. Have a good day. Thank you. You as well. Take care.